Thank you for tuning in to Valley Rise Church. We're so glad you decided to join us today. For more information on sermon series and service times, you can visit us online at valleyrisechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, this is part four of Here Comes Heaven as we're getting ready for Christmas. I'm so, how many of you are excited about Christmas? How many of you, you've already started traditions? How many of you have, you got traditions you're already starting? We have traditions. We like open a present on Christmas Eve. You guys do that, y'all? We open one present Christmas Eve since I was a kid. My mom on Christmas morning does this thing where she, um, she codes all our presents still. We're all grown men. We're all like over the age of like 20, like my older brother's almost 40, but she codes all our presents. And then every morning she, gets, she does like a map and we have to find like a, 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 like a guide of which code we are on the presents somewhere around the house. Now the problem is the older my mom gets, the more skewed the clues get, you know what I mean? Like, like she puts stuff on there, she's like, you put it in here to get it hot. I'm like, we live in South Louisiana. You just described all of Acadiana Parish. Like, what does that even mean? You go to the microwave, no, not in there. The oven, no, not in there. We're like, mom, what were you writing? She's like, I don't know, it was one in the morning. I was trying to finish everything. We're like, well, what presents are ours? She's like, I forgot that too. So now we just kind of open whatever, then we exchange as we like, you know. Um, but I love Christmas. I love our traditions. I love it all. As we get into this, we're in part four of Here Comes Heaven. We've been in Luke 1 and talking about all of the things happening up until Jesus came and how the earth and, and its people prepared the way for Jesus to come the first time and how we in this season can prepare ourselves and our lives for Jesus to come and do something amazing in us. Luke 2, 1 through 4. During these days, the Roman Emperor Caesar Aquinas ordered that the first census be taken throughout his empire. Quirinus was the governor of Syria at the time. Everyone had to travel to his or her hometown to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his fiancée Mary left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, the village of, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were required to register there. Since they, were both directed, since they were both direct descendants of David, Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn. After wrapping the newborn baby in strips of cloth, they laid him in the feeding trough since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. That night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified, but the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. I love that. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. I love this, this celebration of Jesus coming. I love the song that we did, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because that title, Emmanuel, actually means God with us. Throughout all of existence of humanity, there's been a lot of different religions, and every religion in existence has their path of how you can get to God, things you need to do to achieve status to get to God, whether it's journeying to Mecca or whether it's crawling up, in, it's like in South America where they crawl on their hands and knees bleeding all the way to the top of a mountain to worship. Every single religion has some way that they say this is how you get to God, except for Christianity. Because in the beauty of Christianity is the idea that God, instead of going, here's things you need to do to get to me, made the decision that he would come down and be on earth with us. 
Emmanuel, God with us, that he would come down and be a part of our lives, that he wouldn't make us do things to achieve oneness with him, but that he would come down to want a relationship with us. That idea of Emmanuel, all of Christmas is truly a celebration of God with us, of a moment in time where eternity changed and God came down and now everything is different. I love it. I have three things to tell you this morning. This morning, I want you to know that God is with you. God is with you. John 3, 16, I love this verse. For God so loved the world. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God is with you. What are we celebrating at Christmas? We are celebrating that God is with us. I want you to know no matter where you are this morning, no matter what life entails, no matter what these holidays look like for you, that God is with you. They did a census a while back and they studied every area of the country and they asked people, what is your perspective on God? If you could have a narrative between you and God, what would that look like? And it was interesting because different areas of the country gave answers based on where they were. So the North thought God was just aloof, he didn't really care. You know. the, the, but the overwhelming people in the South, the idea overwhelmingly was that God's mad at us. That most people in the South think that God is mad or upset with them. Why is that? Why do we think that God is mad and upset with us? Maybe it's how we grew up. Maybe it's, it's some of the influence from, from how our parents raised us or their parents or maybe a religion you were in that you came out of. But I want you to know if this morning you've gotten here and you think God's mad at you, I'm here to tell you God's not mad at you. That God is with you. Number one, God is with you. Number two, God is for you. God is for you. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I just want to remind you, not only is God with you, but God is for you. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking probably what I'm thinking. Like, I, 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 God, if you really knew the things, though, that I deal with, if you knew the issues I have, if you knew the areas I struggle in, maybe you wouldn't be for me, God. And, hey, I just want to put you all at ease. God knows your issues, okay? God knows the things you struggle with. But you know what I love about the Christmas story? If I was arranging the birth of Jesus, I think I would arrange it like in the Ritz-Carlton. You know what I mean? Like maybe you guys, maybe the Hilton, I don't know, wherever, whatever your standard is. Like I would go, okay, Jesus, you're going to be born at the Ritz, the presidential suite. We got it all laid out, taken care of. Isn't it interesting, though, that God, who could have had his child be born anywhere on earth, chose to send him to a dirty, nasty, disheveled, unclean, messed up, unprepared manger? But I love that because what it means is that God delights coming into situations that are dirty and are messy and are unprepared and aren't ready and aren't cared for and maybe you're embarrassed about them and maybe you don't know if you want Jesus in that situation, but Jesus loves coming into those situations in our life. He delights and he thrives coming into our mess and then making it something amazing. God is for you. Most people think, I don't want to go to God because if I go to God, he's going to change me and ask me to do all this different stuff. And I always tell people the same thing. I just want you to know, all God wants is you. That's all he wants is you. You don't have to change anything. Let him get you and he will change you if he wants to. And as he changes all of us, he is so gentle and so caring. And the process that he takes us on is a journey between you and Jesus. And so I encourage you this morning, if you're worried about God wants from you or doesn't want from you, he just wants you. 
He just wants to spend time with you. He just wants to be close to you. He just wants to know you. He came to a messy situation to have a relationship with you. Your mess doesn't scare God. Your family drama doesn't scare God. Your frustrations don't scare God. And listen, your questions don't scare God. How many of you know God is a God who can handle tough questions, messy questions, difficult situations? I think oftentimes we're scared of questioning God because we go like, okay, if I question God and he doesn't like the question, maybe he'll just like strike me dead. Or like, maybe I won't like the answer that I find out. And I love it because it's like when my kids come to me and they're like, dad, do you love me? Yes, I love you. What do you mean? I'm not scared of my children asking me if I love them. Sometimes Eli will go, I'll tell him no to something. He'll go, does that mean you hate me? I'm like, no, why, but why would you ask that? Like, and then we have a conversation about why in his mind no to him means that I hate him. And I think oftentimes with God we have these moments where we're scared of asking God something because we don't know what his heart is towards us. And I want you to know the same God that sent Jesus here to change eternity is with you. God is for you. He loves you. He believes in you. He's proud of you. There isn't one thing that you've ever done that can keep you from the grace and the love of Jesus. Yeah, it's a great time. Great time to clap. Number three, God is with you. God is for you. And God is in you. God is in you. 1 John 4, 4. Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater than the one who is in the world. I don't know about you, but there may be times in this season, this Christmas season, where it feels like the craziness of the world is beating you down. Me and my wife had a conversation the other day. She sat down, she just looks at me, she goes, I know Christmas is supposed to be enjoyable. Why does it not feel enjoyable? Do y'all ever have those moments? Why does it feel like I just can't find, we sing about peace, but I, I just want everyone to shut their mouths so I can have peace, okay? I just want the carolers to stop. I want the people to stop knocking on the door, stop sending me Christmas cards. I just want peace in my house. Do you ever feel like that? And I want you to know that in this season, no matter how you feel towards this season or what's going on, that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And when you become a believer and when you walk with Jesus, it shifts something on the inside. There's what I like to call a nature change. The nature that you used to have dies and a new nature comes to life. There is now something new that has taken place inside of you. When God is in you, it changes everything. Manuel, you can come up as a close. God is with you. God is for you. God is in you. I spent four years in the Air Force, and um, I, I had a great time. I was a medic and was stationed in Destin, Florida, on the beach. I know somebody had to do it, okay? Somebody had to serve. People ask me if I deployed. I'm like, I fought in spring break of 2008. It was, uh, it was crazy. Didn't know if I was going to get out of there. Um, but had a, had a great time. But one of the things that's cool about the Air Force is obviously, you know, Air Force One carries the president, and everyone sees Air Force One, and it would land at our base a lot of times. And, but one of the interesting things about Air Force One is that Air Force One is only Air Force One when the president's on the plane. When the president gets off of the plane, it's no longer Air Force One. It then becomes like PS 2800 or something. It has a different name. And whatever plane he is on becomes Air Force One. It doesn't matter if it's the Marine Chopper and then it becomes Marine Force One. It doesn't matter what plane he gets on, automatically that becomes Air Force One. And I love that analogy because the same way that when the president steps onto a plane, it changes the plane. The plane is no different, but it changes everything about the plane. 
is that when God is inside of us, it doesn't matter what you looked like before. It doesn't matter what the mess is that he stepped into. It doesn't matter the chaos that you had going on. It doesn't matter what family drama you have. When he steps in the situation, it changes the whole situation simply because he is on your plane. And I just want you to know today, as you go through this Christmas season, one, don't forget what this is really about. This is about the moment that God decided he wanted to be with us. It's the moment that he decided he wanted to change everything. And he wanted to come down to earth and spend time with us. That you don't have a God that's distant and far from you. But the Bible says you have a God who understands your temptations, who understands your struggles, who understands your pains. What kind of an amazing God that he would go, listen, don't worry about getting to me. I want to come be with you. I want to come be with you. And it's like I tell, some of you have heard me tell my son this. There's times where I tell him like, hey, I, I love you and I, you're awesome and I'm proud of you. And then I go to a next level where I go, hey, I'm a fan of you. And he goes, what does that even mean? And he thinks for some reason attributes fans with YouTubers. He goes, I'm not even a YouTuber. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, but if you could please and be a really good one, we could make a lot of money. So, uh, hey, I'm not even a YouTuber. And I tell him, I know, but I'm just a fan of you. I want your autograph. And he goes, Dad, stop. Why do you want my autograph? Like, I don't even do anything cool. And then I look at him and I go, you're cool. Who you are is awesome. I'm a fan of you because you're you. And I just want you to know that in this season, God is for you. He's a fan of you. He thinks you're cool because of you, not because of anything you do for him or because you can dance for him or perform for him or do the right things for him or play the piano or play the cello. God is a fan of you because he made you and he's a fan of everything that he makes. And when he knit you together in your mother's womb, he thought you were the greatest thing he had ever made. He is a fan of you. I think oftentimes in church, we don't hear enough about how much God really loves us. We hear a lot about what we got to change and what we got to grow and the things we need to fix. And what we don't realize is, is if you'll just fall in love with Jesus, he'll fix all those things in you. There were a lot of things I needed to fix when I got married. I don't know about you, but there was a lot of things I needed to fix. Not nearly as many as my wife needed to fix, but, you know, I had a few things. I had a few things. She's a saint, those that know her. She's, I, she's a saint for putting up with me. Uh, and we got married. And it was crazy because we didn't sit down and neither of us had a checklist of, hey, here's all the things you got to fix before we get married. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you all did that, but we never, we didn't, we didn't do that. But as time has gone on in our 10 years of being together, a lot of things have changed in me. They didn't change in me because she laid a list down for me or said, if you don't do these things, it's not going to work. Or if you, they changed in me because of my love for her. They changed in me because I just wanted to be close to her. And to be close to her meant there was things and parts of me that I had to die. I want you to know that Jesus is with you. He is for you. And when he is for you, it just means he wants that relationship with you. And as you get close to him, he will change the things he wants to change. But it won't be because you've got to change him. It'll be because you get to change him because you want to be close to Jesus. I encourage you today when you think of Jesus... When you think of his birth, I just want to put it in the right perspective that he didn't come to lay the law down. He didn't come to go, that's it, you're going to hell and you're doing these things wrong and this is what you messed up on. And this is, he came to show you that he was with you. He came to show you that he was for you. And he came to show you that with the power of God living inside of you, you could do more in your life than you could ever possibly imagine. 
that he could fill you in a way that would empower you to accomplish things that you could never even dream of. That when you look back at the end of your life and you ask the question that so many people do, how in the world did all of this happen? That you will know it was simply God in you changing the world around you. What is the Christmas story about? The Christmas story is about God coming into the world and changing the world around him. That same thing applies to us. Jesus wants to be in you and he wants to change the world around you. This whole series, Here Comes Heaven, is all about what happens when heaven shows up on earth. What happens when Jesus shows up and the, the shepherds see all the, un, uh, the stars unfolding and they go and there's angels and we know this story, it gets old sometimes, but if you really think about it, if angels just appeared right here and all of a sudden there was this moment where heaven split the earth open and a child was born that we knew was gonna change everything, we would live differently. It would shape us differently. We would leave that field a little different than we went into that field. And I want you to know today that Jesus wants to give you the same experience. That he wants to come in and stop time for a moment in your life, tear open the eternity of your spirit and your soul and go, hey, let me empower you to do things you could have never imagined you could do. Let me empower you to take a journey you could have never dreamed of. Why? Because God is with you. God is for you. And God is in you. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear God, thank you so much for this time we have together. God, this short Christmas service that we just get to come together and remember that it is all about you, Jesus. That you truly are with us. Thank you for coming down. Emmanuel, thank you for coming and being with us. God, thank you that you are for us. That you're for us when we win, you're for us when we lose, you're for us when we have a good day, you're for us when we have a bad day. That you long for us to just be in relationship with you. God, thank you for being for us. And then God, thank you for being in us. Thank you that when you empower us to live a life of freedom and a life of holiness and a life of purity, that we live a life we could have never imagined. Not on our own strength but on your strength. Because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Jesus, we're so thankful. Today, once again, Jesus, we just say we love you. It is all about you. Thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for paying the ultimate price for us. With every head bowed and every eye closed as I'm talking, there may be some of you that go Christian. I've experienced religion or I've experienced church, but I've never experienced a relationship with God like you just talked about. That's not been my experience. I've never had that moment where I had a nature change, where God changed who I was from the inside out, but I want that moment. Every head bowed, every eye closed is between you and Jesus. If that's you and you say today, Christian, I wanna take that step and I wanna start a relationship with Jesus like that. I wanna know that Jesus you talked about, the one who's with me, the one who's for me and the one who's in me. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up for me real quick? I just want to pray for you. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to pray together. You can put your hands down and just repeat this after me. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it under your breath. As long as you mean it, you can pray it in your heart. I just ask that you mean it. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for leaving heaven and coming to earth. 
to live a perfect life. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sins, to pay my sin bill so that I wouldn't have to pay it. And Jesus, thank you for raising from the dead to give me a new and a fresh life. Today, Jesus, I choose to follow you. I commit my life to you. Today, I become a follower of Jesus. Change me from the inside out and make me new. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hey, would you give a hand to those who just made the greatest decision of their lives? Amen. Hey, we're so thankful for each and every one of you here today. If you made that decision on your connection card that you filled out, there's a spot right there that says the decision I made was, and you can check that box. We'd love to send you some information to help you on your journey with Jesus. Whatever that looks like and wherever you are, we'd love to help you take your next step. Hey, we're so excited for this Christmas season. We know that it's going to be amazing. You guys have made this year the most fun year. We will be having church again on the 30th. Um, so we look forward to seeing you. Bring your family and friends if they're in for the new year. It's going to be awesome. I hope all of you have a safe travels wherever you're going. Remember that Jesus is with you. Jesus is for you. Jesus is in you. Hey, if you came prepared to worship with your giving today, we got three ways that you can do that. You can give in an offering envelope. You can um, go online to valleyrisechurch.com and click the giving link. Or you can text Valley Rise in the amount to 77296. None of this happens without you guys. And you guys are such a generous church. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that give. Um, and I say every Sunday, for those of you that are new, so you know my heart, we want everything for you and nothing from you. And so I always tell our people, I will never ask you for anything. The Bible said, it's every man should decide in his own heart what the Lord would have him give. So I will never ask you for anything. I unapologetically ask you to ask God. And whatever God tells you to do, we're good with that. We trust God. We're going to pray over this, and then we'll let you get out of here. Dear God, thank you so much for each and every person here. Thank you for every gift and every giver. Thank you, God, as we just got to spend this time this morning celebrating, taking communion, God, connecting with you and connecting with people. God, that you're building something special here. Thank you that we get to be a part of what you're building, not what we're building. That you open the doors and you say that we get to invest in your kingdom, God. Today, I pray that you would bless each and every person. Pray that you would multiply back whatever they give a hundredfold, God. I pray that this would be the greatest Christmas season of their life, that you bless them more than they could ever possibly imagine. Be with our people, God. Protect them as they travel. I pray blessing upon them and favor upon them. I pray peace and joy upon their homes and their hearts. And I pray that as they go out, they would change the world around them, God. Bless them and keep them. Watch over them and protect them. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram using at Valley Rise Church. We hope you enjoy today's message and we'll see you soon.